It's the rendezvous with Simon Marcel. Bonjour, bonsoir, welcome to the rendezvous. I'm Simon Marcel. The accent is French. Before we start the show and talk love and relationships, I just want to start with this piece of advice. I have two friends of mine. They're married together for maybe five years this year. Every time they go shopping on the weekend at the mall or department store, it always ends up bad. Why? Because, I don't know if you noticed, but usually women like to peruse more. They like to take their time. They, you know, they just, that's the way they do. My buddy wants to go in and out every store and upset his wife every single time. The result is they both live very frustrated. And usually they call me or I see them. They live close from me. And, and I see them and say, oh, my God, he does, he's not patient. My wife it just takes forever to find anything. What's wrong with her? What's wrong with him? So let's open the show with this first piece of advice. Do not shop together if you can't handle it. You don't need the aggravation. Just go separately. Anyway, any other questions, 855-905-8255. Bonsoir, I'm Simon Marcel. Welcome to The Rendezvous. It's a call-in show for your relationship. You have a question, you call me, 855-905-8255. And I've got Katie uh, on the line. Bonsoir, Kelly. Bonjour. Bonjour, Simon. How are you? Good. What's going on? I don't know. I just feel like dead inside, and I'm just—I feel like I'm done with dating. But you said dead inside. I all the quits, and I just don't know what to do about it. I guess. Did you say dead inside? You feel dead inside. Yes. Tell me why. I just—you know—I don't know if it's the generation that we're living in, or maybe I'm just not meeting the right people, but I just feel like all the guys that I've gone out with, they are wonderful and very kind and very into me and supportive and all these great things for the first little while. And then, you know, as soon as we get in a relationship or they get a little la-la, it's like all of a sudden, you know, they're annoyed or they don't want to be bothered or they just want to be friends or, you know, now their eyes are on other people and I'm just like sick of getting my heart broken over the silliness. I see. Well, so uh, first of all, I, I totally understand, um, and it happens. Also, the online dating has made it. There's so many options everywhere, so it's difficult for everyone to find their mate. But he's there, he's there, Katie, and I don't want you to lose the faith because there is someone right now who's listening, probably, or who's thinking. I'm also meeting maybe women and it's not working out for me and I'm looking for that one. And so for the two sides of the egg of love to get together, we need patience, we need to follow your intuition and never lose the faith. You know, it's all of us goes through that. So I want to pass you a message of good vibe and good luck because, yeah, it's frustrating. Yes, some guys just want ooh-la-la and some women just want different things or this until it is the right person. So... I want you to keep the faith and don't let what's happening discourage you, okay? Okay. Never give up on love. Never, never. It's never too early and it's never too late. Okay. Okay. Best of luck to you, Katie. Thank you so much for calling. And I'm going to send good vibes and keep my fingers crossed for you that you find the right person for you very soon. Thanks, Simon. Anytime. Have a good night. Oh, I see drama on my Twitter account. Somebody went to the hospital to see an ex, and now their boyfriend found out, and there is drama. Let me see what happened. That's next. 
You're listening to The Rendezvous, and I'm Simon Marcel. You know if you can't call me, send me a DM on my Twitter account, at Rendezvous Radio. Trish, what exactly is this Twitter about? So this Twitter DM comes from Paula that says, Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Paula. My ex got into a really bad car accident, and I went to the hospital to visit him as soon as I heard. And now my boyfriend is upset with me about it. He doesn't understand why I wouldn't want to go see him if he's my ex. But really, it's just an automatic reaction after I heard about it. And I know my ex doesn't have anyone else in his life that would go and see him. So I felt like I had to. I want to continue visiting him, but I know my boyfriend won't understand. Would it be terribly wrong for me to go without telling him? So, Paula, basically, you went to see your ex behind your boyfriend's back at first. You want to continue seeing your ex, should you? I'll tell you that next. How would you feel if you find out your partner went to the hospital to see their ex because they had a car accident and didn't tell you first, right? So that's the DM I got from Paula who says, listen, Simon, you know, my ex got into a really bad car accident. I went to see him because hey, he has nobody else. And then my boyfriend found out he's really mad at me. Now he doesn't understand why I would want to go see him. And I still want to go see him. Is it ever okay? Is it wrong from me to go without telling my boyfriend so there's no more drama? So, Paula, here's my take on this. Transparency is the healthy side of relationships. You can't go behind his back. But I do believe that out of kindness from your heart, you can go once a month. If I was your boyfriend, even if I didn't like it, and this guy is a very bad, bad car accident, and you go there for 15 minutes and I know about it, you know what? I'm a grown-up. I can deal with this. But don't do it behind his back. That said... Why don't we go now listen to a sweet love story? I want to hear some love now. So if you have a story, call me, 855-905-8255. Simon Marcel, thank you for listening to The Rendezvous. When you hear again and again there's no romance left in America, we're going to prove them wrong. Call me, 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Luna. Hello. Hi, Simon. Bonjour, bonjour. Welcome to The Rendezvous. You have also a romantic story to share with us. I do, and I love your show. And oh, yes, romance is alive and well out there. And <laughs> um, I have a great romantic story that I love to share. Please, please. Uh, so my boyfriend and I were together now for about a year and a half. Mm-hmm. But um, on our second date, he told me to, to get dressed up. It was right around Easter time. Mm-hmm. And wear something pretty, and so I did. And he he comes and he picks me up. I have no idea where we're going. And he takes me to a park, and he blindfolds me. (laughs) And he starts walking me down this little path. And uh, when he takes the blindfold off, we're down by this gorgeous little creek Mm. where there is a table set up, wine, food. Um, and there's actually a man taking my picture, which he just happened to be a passerby that thought it was so sweet. Um, and there's a little picnic basket and, um, also an Easter basket. So he had hidden all of these little plastic eggs. So I actually got to go on my own little adult Easter egg hunt in my little dress. And inside of all these plastic eggs were these wonderful little messages about the things that he really liked about me. And um, we sat there through sunset talking and drinking wine, and it was 
the most romantic thing anyone has ever done for me, and and we're still together today. You, listen, this is one of the sweetest date night I've ever heard, and I've heard wonderful others here on The Rendezvous, but here's what the lesson of this for all us guys there, that you see, sometimes you think I have no money to go to the restaurant, or just, you know, it's, but you don't have to go to the restaurant. Luna's story is just extraordinary in how he started, created, imagined, and then put together that evening uh, which is very natural, romantic, and in the surrounding of, of nature. So thank you so much. He raised the bar. Luna, I tell you, your boyfriend just raised the bar for all of us guys. And thank it, you, it Simon. Is, yeah, he's a keeper, and it's never stopped all this time. Listen, it's still just as romantic. Thank you for inspiring us, and, and give him my bravo to him for, for putting that together. Really bravo. I will. Thank you. Thank you, and have a good night. Thank you for calling. You too. Bye, Bye-bye. Simon. How do you know someone is a keeper? Let's talk about that next. How do you know when you start dating somebody that they are a keeper? You know that expression. So I, when I think of that, I think, you know, small acts of kindness, right? A partner who cares for you, somebody who's going to do things for you to make you happy. Kindness goes a long way. Obviously, somebody who's willing to work through their hard things, somebody who's not going to dismiss things and just pretend everything is okay all the time, but willing to work with you, talk with you about, you know, finding strategies and solutions to problems. Treat you as an equal. Isn't that important? Treat you as an equal. I mean, I think that's super key. And also, that makes you at your best, who helps you to be your best self, right? Who lifts you up. That are the first few things I think of my mind when I think, is this person a keeper? Now, there's a couple more things that I want to talk about. Is this person a keeper? Stay with me. The list is continuing next. So what do you think it takes for you to say about a new partner, oh, this partner is a keeper? So for me, three things I want to add to my list. A, reliable. Right? Reliable means I can rely on you. Somebody who's not reliable, I just, I just can't. Somebody with a great sense of humor. I cannot continue to date somebody who has zero sense of humor. If you can't laugh with me, and I laugh at myself because I'm a goofball, so we got to laugh at each other, right? That's a key thing, and it helps diffuse conflict. And finally, it's about romance. If there is no ooh chemistry, can't keep this person I'm dating for very long, and they shouldn't stay with me either. So that are my, my list of what makes somebody a keepers. Any questions about your relationship, call me now, 855-905-8255. 855-905-8255. You have a question about your relationship? Just call me right now. Bonjour, Sylvia. Bonjour, Simon. I've been in a relationship for six months, mm-hmm. and I just have a question about... Um, if my boyfriend and I are having a problem, is it acceptable for me to like vent to people like, you know, just close friends, my mom, whatever, or uh-huh. when they ask me what's going on, should I just keep it general and only talk about, you know, my issues with my partner? That's a good question. Have you, so before I answer, uh, in the past, um, how intimate would you go uh, when you talk about your relationship and who do you talk to? I used to really, I think, take it too far because I would tell my mom everything that's going on and she would always side with me. Um, and it never really made me feel any better after. I mean, the issues were still there. And I'm just wondering, like, you know, do I have to keep everything between us? Because sometimes it is good to get, you know, an outside opinion, I think. 
No, it, it um, is. So the key is that, uh, no, you should not vent to your parents ever. We all now grown-ups. Uh, because your parents love you, they're going to take immediately the side of you, uh, which is 100% normal. What happens is you go back to your boyfriend or your partner, and then it puts everybody in a strange situation because you're going to have to forgive this, forgive that. So let's leave our parents, except it's a major divorce with kids and all this, the grandparents' role. But otherwise, when you're dating someone... I would really not vent to my parents, number one. Not to my brother, not to my sister. I would avoid all the venting with my parents and even my friends. But I would go to somebody neutral, right? So ideally, you can vent here on the rendezvous. I'm neutral. I don't know you or him. So I you know, try to keep it neutral. Or you can go to a couple of therapists. But the less you, I would say, pass the toxic information to people who loves you, the better. This, it doesn't help. It helps for a second, but it doesn't resolve the problem, and people don't know what to do with that information anyway, right? So, yeah. So venting is important. If you don't have anybody to vent, you always have a notebook. I do that sometimes. When I'm really upset about a girl I date, I take my notebook and I write five or six pages like I would be addressing that to her. It works for me. You go all your emotions on the writing, and you never have to show it to anyone, but it's gone. So that would work maybe for you. I've never tried that. Actually, that's an awesome idea. Yeah, just like hide that away. I mean, it's like worked. Back to it when I need it. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's an. Yeah, I mean, it's really an advice I got a long time ago from my shrink in my teens. He said, when you have no one to talk to, instead of taking your friends, just take a notebook and write with no censorship everything you really felt about your boyfriend or your girlfriend and this and that. And when you finish to write those five or six or ten pages, you'll feel so much better. Trust me, it works. That's awesome. Thank you so much. You're most welcome, Sylvia. Good luck to you, and thank you for calling. Have a good night. Thanks, you too. I got to go to my email. Somebody wants to go to Vegas for a bachelorette party, but her boyfriend doesn't want her to go, so I'm going to help her next. Bonjour, I'm Simon Marcel. If you can't call me and you have a question, you need my help, just email it to me at therendezvousshow.com. So Trish, what's this story? All right, so this email comes from Amari that says, Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Amari. I'm supposed to go to a bachelorette party in Vegas for my friend, Mm -hmm. but my boyfriend is giving me a guilt trip about it, and I don't know how to handle it. The bachelorette party is in Vegas, and it's one of my really close friends, so I really want to go, but my boyfriend thinks it's a bad idea. I've never given him any reason to not trust me. But he thinks bachelorette parties can get wild and he's just not comfortable with it. I have to buy my plane ticket if I'm going, but I also don't want him to be mad if I go. Should I go or not? Amari, what a key question when you're in a relationship. Should you go to a bachelorette party against your boyfriend's advice? I'll tell you what to do next, so stay with me. If you're in a relationship and your boyfriend tells you you can't go to a bachelorette party in Vegas... Should you go anyway or not? That's the dilemma Amari just wrote me. She said, Simon, I have a problem. I'm supposed to go to this bachelorette party in Vegas. My boyfriend doesn't want me to go. Should I go anyway? So here's the thing. I believe that trust is one of the key elements of a healthy relationship. You said in your email you've given no reason for him not to trust you. So you should go and you should offer him to FaceTime you anytime he wants to. Listen, when I have a girlfriend, she wants to go to Vegas, I I don't even think I would FaceTime her more more than once. Because without the trust, what are you guys doing together? That's If you have to distrust everybody all the time, there's no future. So go to Vegas, 
Tell him to FaceTime you and relax and everything will be okay. We're not each other's parents. We're each other's partners. Don't forget that. You call the next 855-905-8255. I'm here. Any question, any dilemma you wonder, just call me now. 855-905-8255. Carl, bonjour. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour. Welcome to The Rendezvous. What's going on? How can I help you tonight? Right. Um, so my fiancé and I have been engaged for about a year now. Okay. Um, so I'm really kind of wondering, you know, we live together, we pay all of our bills together, everything's done together, and it feels like being married. Um, I'm kind of wondering, once we actually have the ceremony and get that certificate, what's really going to change about our relationship, possibly? <laughs> That's a good question. Let me ask you this. What's your fear? You're calling me to ask me this. So what is your fear? The only fear that I have is, you know, that all of a sudden everything's going to change. Like maybe there's going to be like thoughts that come up and we're thinking, you know, why did we do this? And then that's just going to come out of nowhere. You know what I mean? So, okay, okay. So if you believe that, do you think you're ready for marriage? If you believe there's this such a fear for both of you? I've just, I've spoken to a couple friends and they, who have, already gotten married and they tell me you know once you get married you feel married it's like a completely different feeling to the relationship and i'm wondering if that's going to be drastic to my relationship because i don't think it's going to happen but i'm worried you know what if this just happens no no what creates that is not the the fact to say i do what creates that is the routine the monotony the boredom you know when you've had enough that is not related to the fact to say, I do. It's just the fact to keep you your relationship active, romantic, fun, and exciting. But that's your job for both of you, whether you're married or not. That's true. So uh, don't be afraid of getting married. If you feel it, do it. But if you don't feel it, absolutely don't do it. Okay? Right. Completely feel it. Just don't want it to all of a sudden just go from day to night out of nowhere. <laughs> I understand. But I'm telling you, this is not about... This ceremony, it's all about you and her. That's it. That's true. Well, thank you for that. All right. Good luck to you and good luck to her. Good luck to both of you. Thank you so much. Yes, and have a good night. You too. Thank you. Next, I'm going to reveal the result of this poll I put on my social media. Have you ever had a crush on someone who was in a committed relationship? Stay with me. That's next. Have you ever had a crush on someone who was in a committed relationship? That's the poll I had up on my social media at Rendezvous Radio. Now, here are the results. 91% of you said, yes, I've had a crush on someone who was in a committed relationship. And only 9% of you said no. Meaning that if 91% of all of us having crushes on people in relationships, we are crushing all the time, all over. And expect the result to be so high. Can me confess something at the end? I'm not crushing on anybody in a relationship right now, but I have in the past. So anyway, I'll be back tomorrow night. Thank you so much for listening to The Rendezvous. I'm Simon Marcel. Bonsoir. The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel.